Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is the Catholic podcast where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? My name is Rochelle Lucero, and that's right, you are listening to the Clumsy Theosis Podcast. Thanks for being here today. I'm super excited for today's episode topics. Yes, that is plural. We are doing our first ever Ask Me Anything episode where I answer questions from listeners just like yourself. So the listeners kind of dictate what's going to happen on today's show. I hope you're doing great. I'm doing pretty well, apart from the fact that my bottom lip feels like it's three times larger than it should be, but only on like the left side. Last week, I was chomping down on some really, really good homemade nachos. And then the next thing I knew, I chomped through my lip. Yes. How old am I? Let's not talk about that. (laughs) I I must've just been really excited, but I chomped through it and there's currently a hole in the corner of my mouth inside. Like no one can see it. Like it doesn't look gross. It just feels, it, it looks normal size. It just doesn't feel normal size. You know what I mean? All right, so like I said, today's episode is an Ask Me Anything episode. I have three questions from three listeners, and praise God, they're all kind of like in a different topic area. Not that that's how it needs to go, but since this is our first episode, I just thought it was like really awesome so that like you, the listener, can hear what it's like, um, what type of questions can be asked, because I think I didn't receive as many questions as I could have because you weren't sure if your question was the right question to send over. That's my suspicion. So we'll do this episode. I think you'll love it. I think you'll be dying to send in your questions. All right. So without further ado, I think that's everything I needed to tell you before we got started. You know, like you really care about the, the, um, (laughs) (laughs) the hole in my lip. However, it could affect the way that I sound. So I had to put it out there. All right. Our first, so, okay, we have a question that's on prayer and kind of like my advice, a question on scripture, which kind of is also like a theology question and another personal question about myself, about my time in Catholic Answers. So buckle up, let's enjoy this ride. All right, so the first question is on prayer, and it came in through Facebook Messenger from Laura, and she said, I have a question for your Ask Me Anything episode. What types of prayer would you recommend for feeling close to Jesus in the midst of anxiety? Okay, I'm not a counselor, right? So what I have to say, you know, does not take the place of any, like, mental health professional and what they would recommend um, for anxiety. I do, however, suffer from time to time from anxiety. And not that many people know that. Not even people that I'm close to know that. Mostly because it's not like your general run-of-the-mill anxiety disorder. I technically um, suffer from PTSD, right? There's like this big event and then I have some triggers. I went to therapy for a while was super helpful, had a Catholic therapist really walk me through it, help me identify my triggers and how to like get through it. 
Now, because my therapist was Catholic, we also did like a prayer portion in our treatment, right? So like there was like, you know, she helped me with like some mental health, I don't know, cognitive ways to cope, right? And heal from PTSD, but she also like stressed prayer. Now, this is not what she taught me, but this this is what I do, right? When I feel like I'm um, anxious, right? Because anxiety, it, it really, it's all about like fear and doubt and, you know, things that might seem like, you know, that they're irrational, but you just can't shake them. And you just have this like uh, persistent fear of something. And it's hard to feel close to God sometimes when you have that fear, right? Or to anyone sometimes. So for me, this is what I do. I stay really close to the promises of God that we find in scripture, but also the promises of God that he's given me in prayer. So let's look at scripture really quickly. I love, like, there's a bunch of scriptures that you can go to for anxiety. And if you have any special ones that you like, because I know anxiety is actually pretty popular, not in a good way, but you know what I mean? Like a lot of people um, suffer, you know, with anxiety. So message me, you know, what you, what your prayers are, what your favorite scriptures are, and I can share them with people. So my favorite one is Jeremiah 29, 11. Very popular scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for your evil, to give you a future and a hope, right? I feel like that scripture kind of encompasses everything and it does ground me and it does tell me, yes, the Lord has plans for me and they're for my good, right? And that helps to prompt me to remember the promises that the Lord has for me, right? In my personal life, right? So in my personal prayer, like the Lord, he'll give me scriptures and I know that they're for me, like they're promises for me. He'll give me words, words of affirmation, words of comfort, words of promise, you know, like this is what I have planned for you. This is what I'm setting up for you. This is what I've made you for, you know, those type of things or, or even just, this is who you are to me. You know, like you are a daughter of God. These are the gifts that you have. This is what you bring to the world, right? Now, when you pray, I hope that you're paying attention to those things um, also and writing them down. I'm not a big journaler, right? Like some people, they love to just journal everything that happens in their prayer time. I'm not. When I journal, I do more like bullet points and I try to focus in on the promises of God. After all these years, I feel like those are the things that have been most beneficial to me because in times of anxiety, in times of doubt, in times when I'm like struggling with anything, my relationship with the Lord, with life in general, I can open up my like journal, you know, where I, where I journal and I will read out these promises that the Lord gave me and I can sit with them for a little while longer and ask the Lord to remind me, you know, like remind me of this promise, remind me of the truth out of everything that I've ever done. That is the thing I feel like benefits me the most, brings me back to a place of homeostasis the quickest and fills me with the largest um, amount of peace. And if you're questioning, you know, the usefulness or the validity of this even, check out Psalm 77 because it's like, that's almost exactly what David has done in that Psalm. You know, he's obviously having a really hard time and he's like praising God for all the things that God has done, all the things that God has provided. Like he's talking like big scale, you know, like God has created the earth and the sun and, and, and all of these things, you know, like he is responsible for creation, but he's basically saying like God has it all in control in that Psalm. So 
You might want to check that out for inspiration and maybe start doing something like that as well. So I know the question was like when you're in the midst of anxiety, I am also going to add a bonus for when you're maybe kind of feeling frustrated with yourself or upset with yourself because you have been anxious, because you have fear and you, you know, rationally you can tell yourself not to for all these reasons, but you still can't shake that anxiety feeling. You know, I know, you know, I'm talking about if you have ever struggled with anxiety. So for that, I love Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14. Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14. I like to sit with it because it just reminds me of who I am. That psalm goes, for it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. Right? It just helps me to remember that I am okay. There's nothing wrong with me. You know, it keeps me from going down that like self-loathing is a bit harsh. But I think you get the general idea. You know, when you just get so frustrated with yourself when you can't shake those feelings, um, just to remember that you're wonderful in the eyes of God. He has you and he's made you, all of you, even the parts that you feel like don't work very well. And just sit with that and just soak in that truth and focus on that rather than the things that you are upset with the Lord, not with the Lord, sorry, the things that you are upset with yourself about um, and hand them over to the Lord um, so he can speak truth into them. All right, moving on to our second question. I think we're going to do, I think we'll do the personal question first, okay, because the scripture one is maybe a little bit more involved. So let's, let's build up to that one, right? Okay. This is from Jesse. I think it's Jesse or Jess. I'm really sorry. J-E-S-S-E. You guys weigh in. What is it supposed to be? All right. This listener actually emailed me and said, huge fan of your podcast. Am I too late for an ask me anything episode? Never. You can always submit these questions. And if I don't get them in time for, you know, the most recent one, I'll roll them over to the next one. Okay. Um, My question is, what happened to your work with Catholic Answers? Here's some context. I first learned about your podcast when you were working at Catholic Answers, and there was an episode where you and Cy introduced your podcast on the air, like via radio. Anyways, I'm so glad you did because I've been listening ever since. Oh, thank you. I absolutely love your show. P.S. Since I listened to the end of your podcast, we are like, (laughs) like totally best friends now. Yes, I, yes, I agree. Half kidding anyway. I hope this was not too personal and I'll continue being a listener regardless. Okay, no, this is not personal. And this, I don't know exactly what I was thinking at the time. All right, so let's back up a little bit. So, okay, you obviously want some tea, right? There's not any drama here, so... (laughs) Sorry to burst your bubble. Um, When I started the podcast with Catholic Answers, it really wasn't for me to be a podcaster. It was actually for a way for me to get some practice and experience behind a mic Um, because Cy Callet, the radio host over there, was thinking that when he would like be on vacation or if he was sick or whatever, I worked in the building. I have a master's degree in theology. So, you know, I have like knowledge and experience. And if I could get comfortable behind a mic, then I could like step in for him and be like a substitute. 
on those days when he wouldn't be able to be there. And um, yeah, so I was just supposed to get comfortable speaking behind a mic, talking about, you know, the Lord behind the mic. But the podcast actually went really, really well. And it just kind of became a thing of its own really quickly. And I really wasn't expecting that. I honestly, I didn't listen to podcasts. The only podcast I ever would listen to was Catholic Stuff You Should Know. And I wouldn't even listen on a podcast app. I would listen on my computer, right? So like I, on their website. So like it wasn't supposed to be a thing, but you know, the Holy Spirit has his own plans. You know what I'm talking about? But while I was, you know, at Catholic Answers, and since it was going so well, the question arose, okay, should we keep this podcast? Should Rochelle move into the apologetics department? And so there was like this, you know, a a few meetings behind closed doors. I was not privy to any of such meetings, but there were meetings, there was questions. And so there was a little bit of an evaluation of my work and I did like a public talk and all that went really well. But in the end, the final answer was no, right? So, all right, I wasn't going to, and I don't even think we even got to the point where we even pitched the idea for me to be like the sub, like the substitute radio host. I it, I don't even think we got there. Maybe, maybe in one of those meetings that I wasn't a part of. Um, but in the end, the answer was no, I would, you know, stay in the marketing department. I wasn't going to move over to apologetics. And because of that, okay, we're going to stop producing um, this show, right? Because since I was doing it through Catholic Answers, it was all done on like their time, you know? So like Nick, the producer at the time would use his, his time. I keep saying the word time. Um, he would use his time to like edit and like put everything out. And so it was just like, all right, we're not going to use company resources for this any longer. All right, Rochelle, you can have the, you know, you have the show, but you got to figure out how you're going to produce it and everything. And I was really excited to like keep doing it. But then I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to produce this? You know, like I don't got any cash flow to pay anyone. And Nick stepped up and was like, I'll show you how to edit and I'll show you how to like upload and I'll show you all the things that I do for you. And so I just got really bogged down in that. And what I should have done, and I didn't do it, and I know they would have let me, I just didn't think to do it. I should have put out like a farewell ish episode through Catholic Answers, you know, like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm no longer doing this show through Catholic Answers, so you won't be able to find it on their platforms, but you can find me on my website, blah, 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 blah. I didn't do that partly because I was so like concentrated on like, okay, well, how do I produce my own podcast? And then secondly, like I said, I didn't listen to other podcasts at the time. And so I didn't realize that's a thing I should probably be doing. Um, So I know like on the outside, it just went like radio silent, like no more clumsy theosis episodes were out. Um, At that time, they were also like getting a new website. So they were, um, you know, trying to clean up the back end and, you know, so they ended up taking off like my shows since they were no part, they were no longer part of like a Catholic Answers um, production. So it was just kind of like randomly like silent. And so I'm sure people were wondering, um, was there something shady? It just didn't work out for them any longer. But, you know, they were like, sure, you can continue to do the show, continue to do the Lord's work. Would I have liked to be, you know, like a public speaker apologetics. Actually, I would have veered more towards evangelization, as you know, but the two can go hand in hand. But it didn't work out that way. That's what happened with Catholic Answers. No, that question is not too personal. Yeah, so you guys can ask me any any questions you want about personal things. And if I think they're too personal, I'll at least address them and say that I think they are too personal or why. But 
Not in a way that will make you feel bad. I promise. Okay. Next question. This question is from Denise. She also emailed me, clumsytheosis at gmail.com. And this question is about scripture. She says, one passage I never understood is, quote, this day you will be with me in paradise, end quote. Then Jesus died and went to Hades, dot, dot, dot. And when I got this question, I was like, I don't really know what you mean. And then I was like, oh, duh, I get it. Like it took me a while. I had to, I had to actually go and look at that scripture itself. And did I write it down? I did not. <laughs> you guys know the story, right? So when Jesus is going to die on the cross, you know, he turns to the thief and says, this day you will be with me in paradise. Now, the question here that Denise, I believe, is having is it seems like there's a discrepancy between the word today, right? He says, today you'll be with me. And then we know that Jesus is down in hell or in Hades for three days, freeing the souls that are there, right? We know this. Um, This is what Holy Saturday is all about, right? The harrowing of hell, right? So like, how can it be today, but then Jesus is supposed to be there for three days, right? Okay. Two things are going on here. Let's look at the first. So when we read the word paradise as Christians, you know, in light of Jesus Christ, most of us assume we're talking about heaven, right? You think paradise, you think heaven, because we're looking at everything in light of Christ. However, you need to realize at that time of Jesus's crucifixion, You have to look at the word paradise from a Jewish context, right? Because Jesus was a Jew talking to like a Jewish world. I don't know if that man was Jewish, um, but we can assume-ish, right? So what we understand as heaven is not the same thing as paradise in the context, in the timing in which Jesus spoke that word, right? So in the Jewish context, this means like a dwelling place, of the righteous people who have died in the state of blessedness, right? So paradise is a dwelling place for people who have died who are righteous because they're in a state of blessedness. So paradise is not heaven the way we conceive of heaven, you know, in the presence of of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? Because Jesus had not yet ascended. Jesus tells his apostles, you know, when he ascends, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. We also know it's not heaven in the mind of the thief. You know, like the thief isn't understanding what Jesus is saying is heaven because that revelation hasn't been given to humanity yet, you know, about the beatific vision, about being in the presence of God in in your afterlife. For them, in the Jewish context, the afterlife, Sheol, was considered like a waiting room. Some people would even um, think of it as like a prison, right? And we know that when Jesus, you know, went to hell and he went to Hades, according to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 19, Jesus went there to preach to those spirits who were there, right? To tell them about what was to come, to tell them where he, you know, he was inviting them to go, right? So that's the first thing. Paradise in this context is not heaven in the way that we understand it now. A second thing, which is kind of a tedious detail, has to do with grammar. So in the Greek, this 
passage would not have any punctuation, right? So in English, when we read it in the scriptures, it says, truly, comma, I say to you, comma, today, dot, 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 you know, like you will be with me in paradise. When we read it in English with that grammar, you know, with those commas in those places, and we read the word today, you will be with me in paradise. For us, in that context, today refers to the when Jesus and the thief will be in paradise together, okay? But that might not be the way it was intended because the grammar was added in. So it may be that the correct placement for these commas could be truly, comma, I say to you today, comma, right? So the today refers to when Jesus is announcing this news. You get it? So it's like, today I'm making this pronouncement that you will be with me in paradise rather than today, right now, in this time, you will be with me in paradise. So it is possible, you know, that the soul of the thief went with Jesus. The soul of the thief went with Jesus to Hades and ascended with everyone else. You know, once you're dead, you're not bound by by earth, by uh, space and time. So we can't really say first this, then that, then this, you know, in this amount of time. Um, but yeah, I, the easiest answer, the most comprehensible answer, and the most likely answer is there's a difference between the Jewish understanding of paradise and the Christian understanding of heaven. And I hope that answered your question. And you can now see a little bit what an Ask Me Anything episode can be about. Today we covered prayer, anxiety, um, some personal stuff, um, and scripture, and a little bit of theology. There, I mean, there's so many other things you can ask about the faith. I'm here for it. You can email me, clumsytheosis at gmail.com. You can message me on any of my social media platforms. That would be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Send me a message, and I will look at your question and come up with an answer for you. I'll find it, even if I don't know it. Another way that um, people have reached out is by re- actually you know what? I think, I think it was Denise. Actually, she did not email me directly. She responded. That's right. She responded to me. I send out a weekly email. If you don't get the weekly email, you need to, you can sign up on the website or in the show notes of this episode. Yeah. She just hit reply and sent me her question. So you can do that also. All right. I love to hear from you. Sign up for my email so you can receive the episode in your inbox as well as the check-in, which has reflection questions. There will not be reflection questions this week because it wasn't Ask Me Anything episode, but go ahead. Send your questions right now while they are burning in your brains. Okay. All right. Until our next episode, peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. But for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. 
All right, thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us. 